Interesting weekend for the Ohio State Buckeyes. They land a big recruit, somebody they've been targeting for a long time. But another one got away. I'll explain. Locked on Big Ten starts now. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten. I'm Craig Sheeman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I really appreciate it. We are growing leaps and bounds. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Buckeyes get a big recruit, but they lose another one. And we'll have our Big Ten top ten later on. It's hilarious. Some of my uh, observations, top ten observations from media days last weekend in Indianapolis and the Big Ten. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcast. That way you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. Speaking of day... Ryan Day, just made that up, no pun intended. Ryan Day, head coach of the Buccaneers, big weekend this past weekend. Got themselves a new commit in Chris Henry Jr. He's coming to Ohio State. He is the son of the late and former NFL wide receiver Chris Henry from the Bengals. We'll talk about him in just a little bit, too, kind of a background, because it is a fascinating story. This is not just a football story. It is a life story as well that we're going to dive into. So Chris Henry Jr. is from the class of 2026. It's 2023. He still has three years of high school football to go. And Ohio State offered him over a year ago. In fact, they offered him a scholarship on June 20 or June 6, 2022. And um, this kid from, um, from Winthrow High School in Cincinnati says, man, I'm tired. I don't want to do this recruiting thing anymore. I want it off my plate. I want to go. I want to play for the Ohio State Buckeyes and the wide receiver pipeline continues to Columbus, Ohio. So they offer him a year ago. He decided, and by the way, if you do the math, June 6, 2022, that means they offered him a scholarship before he even played a, his first snap of high school football as a freshman. Two, almost two and a half months before he ever set foot on a, on a football field. So they've been watching him since junior high and middle school. They offer him a scholarship. He finally takes it. Had a decent freshman year. Uh, Withrow High School went uh, went to five and six. He played 11 games. He caught 29 balls for 292 yards and five touchdowns. Modest, but pretty good for a freshman. And like I said, it looked like he just wanted to get this off his plate and just continue to, to play football. And um, his dad, Henry Sr., you know, he made a lot of news off the uh, field as well as on the field. Pretty good receiver on the field. He died late in 2009 in a domestic dispute. He was on the back of a pickup truck with his, with his girlfriend driving and just he, he died. And um, he had an interesting career with the Bengals. He played five years. He was a third-round pick in 2005. Had 119 catches, 1,826 yards, and 21 touchdowns. That was in the Carson Palmer era, if you remember that, with the Bengals. And it was, a, it was a shame. Now, one of his friends, Henry Sr.'s friends, was Pac-Man Jones. Household name, you know Pac-Man Jones. They were teammates at West Virginia from 2002 to 2004. They were best friends. And so when Henry Sr. died, 
Uh, Pac-Man Jones, who made a lot of headlines off the field in his career, uh, did a solid, stepped up and adopted Henry Jr. and raised him. And then actually came to play for the Bengals and was in Cincinnati and, and, and raised him. That part was a very good story. Henry Jr., 6'4", maybe 6'5", still growing now, 185 pounds, garnered a lot of attention from, from some big boy schools like Georgia and Clemson and USC. So it wasn't like Ohio State was crazy. Hey, let's watch this junior high kid. Let's offer him a scholarship. No, other schools were after him. And so he is the first commit from 2026 for Ryan Day and Brian Hartline, who, as I've already mentioned once today, have created this amazing pipeline of NFL talent at wide receiver. Before Hartline became the offensive coordinator at Ohio State, he had been the team's wide receiver coach since 2018. So he goes back to the Urban Meyer era there at Ohio State. And since 2018, Ohio State, they've signed 18 top 300 receivers from across the country. Some of them, there's not enough uh, football. Some of them leave. They don't stay. They do not get enough playing time. There's too much talent there. This also includes two more coming in 2024, including consensus top 10 receiver Jeremiah Smith and Mylon Graham. So obviously, uh, Henry Jr. noticed this, and he wants to go to Ohio State. And I'll give you an illustration of this, this pipeline going to the NFL. The 2022 NFL draft was a literal pipeline. Remember the three picks in a row. Three wide receivers with ties to Ohio State or they played Ohio State went consecutively in the draft. At number 10 in that year, Garrett Wilson goes to the Jets. He turns out to be NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year, and he was born in Columbus, Ohio. At number 11, Chris Olave goes to the Saints. He set a school record at Ohio State with 35 career touchdown receptions. And then at number 12, Jameson Williams goes to the Lions. Now, he started Ohio State, but couldn't get on the football field there because they were so good. Transfers to Alabama and becomes All-SEC and first-team All-American. So three draft picks in a row from 2022, ties to Ohio State, 10, 11, and 12. Amazing. In 2023, it continues. At number 20, Jackson Smith and Jigba goes to the Seahawks. He set school records for most catches in a game. In fact, two different games caught 15 balls. That's remarkable. And he had 1,606 receiving yards in 2021 to set a school record. And don't forget this year's team, which we talk about all the time with Marvin Harrison Jr. He's going to be a top three pick in the NFL draft of 2024, no doubt there. And Emeka Egbuka, his draft stock will continue to rise this season. It'll probably be a first-round pick, too. Just an incredible amount of talent. They've got an eye for wide receivers at Ohio State, and it is absolutely working. And Chris Henry Jr. wanted to be a part of that, but he's got to wait three more years to do it. But it was big news throughout social media and all the uh, college football talk over the weekend. Very, very exciting there. So that was the good news for Ohio State. They did have some bad news over the weekend. They had another recruit that they had already had committed that he decided, you know what? I'm going to hit the reset button, and I'm out. I'll tell you who that was and what that was all about as we continue right here on Locked On Big Ten. But, you know, when you're trying to find players on your team at Ohio State or wherever you are, you, you want players that fit. 
And that's how you build a championship team. In fact, speaking of wide receivers, Marvin Harrison Jr. says, you know, the only thing I haven't done at Ohio State is win a championship. Well, getting to a championship is making sure that every player is a perfect fit on a football team. And it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know that the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. So after all, it's just it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed, whether it's with your automobile or whether it's with your football team. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So the Buckeyes and their fans were excited about Chris Henry committing over the weekend. However, 2025 commit, Jonte Gilbert, he was the 35th ranked player in the country, decommitted just out of the blue. He's a four-star safety out of Atlanta. Potentially, after this year, could be a five-star. He did release a statement. He didn't say a whole lot, but he said, look, after speaking with family and my coaches, I'm opening back up to recruiting. He says, I'm decommitting from Ohio State. And then he said, respect my decision, exclamation point, and then said, thank you, Buckeye Nation and the Ohio State staff. So don't know. Don't know if he thinks or his family or his coaches thinks he can go somewhere else and get more name, image, and likeness money. You know how this is working nowadays. I don't know what happened. He didn't say much there. Just kept it classy and said, thank you, but I'm, I'm moving on. Don't have any other information for you, Buckeyes fan. That's what happened there. But it was, uh, it was some sad news on Jonte Gilbert for the Buckeyes. Meanwhile, the number one crew in the state of Ohio, five-star corner Dorian Brew, he spent the entire weekend in Ann Arbor. They had their annual barbecue at the big house this past weekend, and he was all about it. So stay tuned for that. Maybe an announcement this week. Who knows? And I wanted to share with you, since we're talking about the Buckeyes here, and got a lot of Buckeye fans tuning in for this, uh, some nuggets left over from the Big Ten Media Days last week I wanted to share with you. First of all, Marvin Harrison Jr., the wide receiver, he was actually sitting underneath his dad's banner there at, at Lucas Oil Stadium where he played for the Colts. And he said, look, I've accomplished a lot. Uh, I haven't beat the team from up north. And I haven't won a championship Big Ten title yet. And that's his main focus right now. So first things first. He was asked about the quarterback battle coming up this fall between Kyle McCord and Devin Brown. And like a lot of people think it's going to be Kyle McCord. Ryan Day says, look, I want, there's, it's competition. I'm not naming anybody yet. Okay, we'll respect that. And he says the quarterback's got to have leadership. And then he said something nice about C.J. Stroud, who was their quarterback last year, now with the Houston Texans. He says, look, that was the greatest leader I've ever been around, ever, bar none. High praise. Also, keep in mind, Harrison played with McCord. They went to the same high school back in the day, so maybe they'll have some chemistry. Defensive end JT uh, Tui Molau uh, said that uh, playing under uh, Jim Knowles, the defensive coordinator, for a second year is going to really free him up. He's used to the system. He's comfortable. He can play fast. He can play physical. JT's ready to go on defense, get some sacks. 
And tight end Cade Stover asked about Kyle McCord and Devin Brown at quarterback, and he, he gave them both strong uh, a strong endorsement. And then he was asked about Michigan being favored over Ohio State in the media poll that was taken at the Big Ten media days. He said, look, look I'm not paying any attention to that nonsense. He goes, the game's got to be played. You got to play the game. You got to do the work. And he's got a level head about it. So that's how he's approaching it. Meanwhile, one other nugget that Ryan Day mentioned last week to the media that we just didn't have time to get to yet. Uh, so much information that we've been mining out of those media days in Indianapolis. He said, you know, he'd be open-minded to moving the Michigan game and not have it be the last game of the season. Now, to some people, that's blasphemy. By the way, Jim Harbaugh said, hey, Ryan Day said this. What do you think? And he said that he really didn't have an opinion on it. He goes, that's just, we just play. We've always played Ohio State the last game. That's it. That's just when we play. But back to Ryan Day, he did make some good points. And by the way, I'm for keeping the game at the end of the season. I like it personally. Just close out with a winner take all. A lot of times at the end of the season, big rivalry game. And I do think it is the greatest rivalry in college sports, and maybe all sports. But there is a problem coming up, and Ryan Day brought it up, and he's right. He said, with the Big Ten getting rid of divisions when they bring in UCLA and USC, it's possible that these two teams could play back-to-back. It's very possible. In fact, beyond possible, it's likely. So you can have the game in November, biggest rival game of the season, and then you're still the two best teams in the Big Ten, and then you end up playing for the Big Ten championship the week after that. And as I have pointed out, and Ryan Day also pointed out, guess what? If they're both ranked in the top two and they split those two games and they both go to the playoffs in a 12-team playoff right now, even a 14 playoff, but a 12-team playoff, which is what we're going to, they can play a third time. It's ridiculous. You got a 12-game season of individual opponents, and now we got a three-game series? It's not what football is about. And it diminishes everything else. And I, I have had a long-standing beef about this in expansion. I, I've wanted to keep it at four teams. I don't want it at 12 because scenarios like this could happen. And now with the Big Ten uh, changing how they are not going to have divisions anymore, which they probably should do, it even makes it more likely that teams are going to repeat uh, play each other in repeat series, maybe even back-to-back-to-back weeks. And it waters down, it diminishes the season-ending rivalries. It waters down to conference championships if you know you can lose and you're still going to the playoffs. It's too much. It's too much. And I have been a lone voice in the darkness on this subject for a long time on my radio shows that I do and my podcast here. And I am warning you that bigger and more is not always better. But that's the path we're headed down, and we're just going to have to deal with it. I always say, be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you wish for. All right, I want to thank you also for uh, making Lockdown Big Ten our first, uh, your first listen every day. Our everydayers, our next show is going to take a look at Maryland quarterback Talia Tungabaola. He said at Media Days last week that an SEC school offered him $1.5 million to transfer. Get out of Maryland and come to them. I got some thoughts on that. Uh, He did not say who it was. I think I know who it was. Maybe you do too. We are going to talk about that tomorrow. I have some serious educated guesses as to who it was. And if this is the path that we're heading down in college football, hold on. 
Meanwhile, be sure to subscribe on YouTube, share, follow, and like Lockdown Big Ten. Again, take a moment here. Thank all of you, all of you that have subscribed to your favorite podcast here. Thank you. Keep doing it. We are growing like crazy. Very proud of that and humble. Thank you very much. Feel free to share this. You have a friend who's a Big Ten grad, alum, goes there now, lives in the Midwest, loves Big Ten football, wherever, whatever the situation is. If you think, hey, I know somebody that would love this Lockdown Big Ten podcast every day, please feel free to share. I would uh, love you to do that. little arrow share there on the bottom. Follow, like, and lock big, uh, Lockdown Big Ten. Um, coming up next, this is going to be fun. There's so much out of Big Ten Media Days we can have fun with. I've created a top ten list of the most intriguing and sometimes amusing things that I heard last week at Big Ten Media Days, and then we made it into our Big Ten Top Ten feature that we do each and every Monday. All that coming up right here on Lockdown Big Ten. All right, let's take a look now at the top 10 moments from Big Ten Media Days. I uh, put together a list, a graphic, if you are only listening on audio. I will go through these one by one and make sure you don't miss anything. Um, but uh, if you are on audio, maybe sometimes check us out on YouTube as well. we got the video with all the, uh, with all the graphics and everything. So some of these comments are serious. Some of these are, are amusing and funny as these coaches, some are better than others at showing their personality behind the scenes, maybe making you smile a little bit. Some are real serious. Some had some really serious questions asked them, and they had to deal with it, and uh, that made our top 10 list because it was very newsworthy and nothing amusing about it. it was, there were was some serious topics talked about as well. So let's get to I'm going to put it up here on the screen, and we're going to go through these. And uh, have some fun with them. I'm going to start from number 10 and work my way up. Again, these are the top 10 moments for Big Ten Media Days last week, according to me. <laughs> All right, we'll start it off at number 10. David Braun, the new head coach at Northwestern. You all know the seriousness of the situation going on there with the hazing accusations. Pat Fitzgerald was fired. David Braun, the brand-new defensive coordinator, He's now the new head coach. A couple of days later, he's doing his first press conference for Big Ten Media Days in Indianapolis in front of everybody, carried on national TV. And, of course, us talking about it. And he was asked, look, Pat Fitzgerald was the only one fired. There are several lawsuits now from former players. And one of the, at least one of those lawsuits said, hey, assistant coaches currently on the staff saw this hazing and did nothing about it. And they're still on your staff. What gives now here's a really young coach doing his first press conference, just trying, just trying to hold it together and get to the start of the football season. He said, look, I got to trust the university to follow up on this and they're investigating it. And I got to leave it in their hands and trust them. And in the meantime, I'm going to coach this football team. I thought it was the best possible answer he could have given under that situation. And it was very newsworthy. It makes the list at number 10 and number nine, Mel Tucker talked about something we never talked about. First of all, he talked about the transfer portal. We talk about that all the time, but we talk about who's coming in, who's leaving. He brought up that there are hundreds and maybe thousands of kids who were in the transfer portal left a school and still haven't gotten picked up by another school. They're in limbo. They don't have a home. That means they're not playing football this fall. It means they're not getting their college education right now. They're out. 
so many kids jumped the portal. They haven't shuffled through and found a home yet. We don't talk about that enough. And it's a very important subject. And I'm sure we'll get into it sometime down the road. But I thought it was very noteworthy. And we put it at number nine. At number eight, P.J. Fleck had a tough moment. He was uh, asked to explain his uh, flex bucks and flex dollars. It's a motivation thing he uses uh, to tally up uh, goodwill with the football players. And he said, look, this isn't real currency. This is a metaphor for how to succeed in life. He was very passionate about it, a little bit angered by the question, and uh, he spent a lot of energy on it. I thought it was a noteworthy moment from the Big Ten media days. And number seven, Kirk Ferentz at Iowa. He was asked about a sports gambling investigation going on at Iowa. And he went on to say that he he claimed to be naive about the whole thing. He says, I don't pay attention to any of that. I'm just, I'm just a I'm just a focused football coach. And I don't know, it came across as like it didn't come off great. And I have a lot of respect for Kirk Ferentz. I think he's a great football coach. But it was, it was, a, I thought it was a big moment. He did say something I, I found somewhat amusing, if, if not incredulous. He said he wasn't even aware that ESPN Game Day every Saturday had a segment where they do point spreads for betting on the games of the day. In fact, his son, he said, he said his son had to tell him, yeah, they even do that. He, he couldn't believe it. He'd been doing it for years. And I know coaches don't watch Game Day. They're in the locker room and they're doing their last minute stuff. And, worried about football games, but I thought it was a noteworthy moment from last week. At number six, Jim Harbaugh of Michigan, talking about his quarterback, J.J. McCarthy. He said he's a generational quarterback. That's a mouthful. That's that's a high bar for J.J. McCarthy. Look, he's going to be good. He was good last year. They got to the playoffs, Big Ten title and all, beat Ohio State. Generational quarterback, that if you really think about those words, that means a lot. So we'll see if he even raises his game even more this year. At number five, Ryan Day, as I mentioned in the previous segment, he said he is open to moving the big game against Michigan and not have it be at the end of the season. He says, look, he's not advocating for it. He just says, look, it's something we we probably need to discuss with the new uh, rules and the way the big 10 is and the new college football rules. So for the playoffs, they can play three times in a row. And number four, Nebraska, Matt rule. Guess what? He likes chili cinnamon rolls. How this come about? He was asked, I guess this is a thing in Nebraska. Is this a thing in Lincoln? I guess it is. So it was like one of the first questions and he's a new coach there. Hey, how do you like these chili cinnamon rolls? And I loved his answer because he said, he said, look at me. And he's a little, a little rotund, got an extra pound or two. He said, look at me. I obviously like to eat. And my wife went to culinary school. Yes, I'm all about it. I love chili cinnamon rolls, everybody. And uh, really embracing it. At number three, Purdue's coach, Ryan Walters, also asked a food uh, question. There is a restaurant in West Lafayette that is known for peanut butter hamburgers. You put instead of cheese and bacon, maybe with cheese and bacon, you put on some peanut butter. He said he's been to the restaurant. He's only had breakfast there. It was a great restaurant, but he kind of his face when he was talking about it, he looked like a face that a six year old makes when you make him eat his vegetables. He didn't. He's like, that really doesn't sound that great to me. But he was open minded to it. Said maybe he would try it. <laughs> peanut butter hamburgers. 
At number two, another food-related situation. Penn State football coach James Franklin. Now, keep in mind the media days were in Indianapolis at Lucas Oil Stadium, and if you've never been to Lucas or never been to Indianapolis, right around the corner from uh, Lucas Oil Stadium is St. Elmo's Steakhouse. St. Elmo's is one of the best steakhouses in the country. I've been there, and. Peyton Manning was famous for going there every Sunday night after a Colts game. That's where he'd go. He'd have the basement to himself. Not only do they have really good steaks there, but they're known for their uh, uh, cocktail uh, shrimp sauce. It's on fire. They really overdo the horseradish. No, in a good way. It's fantastic. It will open you up. Well, James Franklin was there with, you know, he, he brought three student athletes with him. And they all uh, pile in and dig in and eat and put it in their mouth. And he said it was awesome just watching them. Just the tears come running down the face. The nose is starting to run. That is some hot sauce. I loved his description of that. That was really funny. And then number one, my top ten, my top ten moments of Big Ten Media Days from Indianapolis, Illinois football coach Brett Bielema. So he was asked if he's seen the Barbie movie yet because he's got a four-year-old and a six-year-old girl. He says he does not. But I think this is the biggest headline news story of the whole thing. He did say, because my kids are at this age, he says, Tooth Fairy is up to 20 bucks a tooth. Are you kidding me? Inflation is horrendous. But nevertheless, that was uh, that was the best line of the whole thing. Tooth Fairy costing $20. Brett Bielema, top on our list, our top 10 moments from Big Ten Media Days. And there you have it. Well, I got to thank you for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen every day. And you everydayers, our next show is going to take a look at trying to find out and speculate and make educated guesses as to which SEC school offered Maryland quarterback Talia Tonga-Viola a million and a half bucks to transfer. That's tomorrow's podcast. So check that out. Tell your friends about it. And you Maryland people. You'll want to check that out as well. Many ways for you to interact with me. Hit me up on Twitter at TalkBig10. And also, uh, you can make comments here on YouTube at the bottom. I get to those every few days or so. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app. You'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every day. And also, I invite you to check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast for the latest on everything else going on in sports. That will do it. That was fun. Can't wait to do it again tomorrow. And uh, have a great day the rest of the way. Talk to you tomorrow. I'm Craig Scheman for Lockdown Big Ten.